ASB3, it's your job. You're going to send out an email that basically says, we love you. Sorry, SB3 loves you. The other SBs give you shit. Come and defend yourself. Roger at sandersound.com. Um, dear Roger, as you're probably aware or not, there's a popular <laughs> podcast in Australia called Three Sad Bastards. We would love it if you would join us for a casual chat. Have a listen first before dismissing it outright here. Love to have a discussion around your products and design philosophy. Please let us know. Right. So we've got we got Bruno next week, followed by Sanders, and then D'Agostino. <laughs> It's <laughs> really going well. I don't know. I reckon the Pierce Audio guys, we should give them a bit of a crack yeah, for the yeah, yeah. Okay. Season two, episode three. We're, we're going to talk about reviews this week because they do my head in. They do everyone's head in. So we're going to talk about <laughs> reviews. Trevor, I've seen an awful lot of spam come between you and Johnny about music you're listening to. And I must admit, I've clicked on a few of those links, and they are complete trash. Heavy metal done by the Muppets. Seriously, is that is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had uh, Bill Bailey doing Ramstein. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny. Good, actually. <laughs> that was yeah. really, really funny. You got to check out this Bill Bailey. It one. is awesome. A- actually, um, been listening to is Pandora. Do you remember Pandora, the music discovery? Yeah, yeah, the radio station is superb as well. You can put in a number of names to add variety, so it doesn't kind of seed mm-hmm. it off one thing. And the the recommendations I was getting were really good. There you go, give it a go. I've been really getting into some modern classical music and some ancient music as well. I really just like listening to choral or, or, or chamber music. What about that John Cage piece? Oh, that's fucking awesome. That <laughs> so is awesome. What's how it? Long? Very long and very slow. Is how it how long is it? How long, what's the recording? It's like 600 years. 600 something years. And, and someone's playing it, right? Some mob in Europe is playing yeah, the music. Yeah, so funny. There is a church in Germany. Right. They've set up this special pipe organ playing the pieces. Right. The, the first 18 months was the introductory pause. <laughs> The next chord went for something like five years. The, the chord has just changed yesterday, and the next chord um, will be relatively fast. It will change in two years. So the whole piece goes for 630 years or something. Right. So that's, you know, that's nice, relaxing, slow music for you to work to, I imagine. Um, there's very few people that will be able to say, I heard it all. Yeah, except the <laughs> organist is going to go, oh, fuck, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. to start again. <laughs> I've been listening to a recommendation from my daughter, Phoebe Bridges, I think. But um, yeah, this artist, Phoebe Bridges, is fantastic. She's, what, 22 or 23. Um, my daughter loves her. I've been listening to her nonstop. If you really like uplifting happy, happy Joy Joy, don't listen to her, seriously. But um, she's awesome. So that's what I've been listening to and having a great time. Oh, good. I don't like the happy, happy Joy Joy shit. I've been listening to... Um... A bit of metal, like the the legendary German metal band Accept, who who have this amazing album called Balls to the Wall. <laughs> How bad could it be? So, look seriously. Let's just let's just get back to topic. Why do we read reviews? What's what's the point of them? What do we want to hear? 
You know, is it just a case of positive bias reinforcement? John, what, what do you find? Why do you, why do you read reviews? <clears throat> why do I read reviews? Well, one, because I'm a sad bastard, so I'm kind of a... Well, oh, that's the par for the course, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm nat- naturally um, predisposed to reading reviews for no apparent reason. But I think, if I'm honest with myself, I like reading reviews to try to make myself feel better about decisions I've already made about a piece of kit. That I want to buy. So that you want to, or that you've bought, or both. And I'm trying to do this honestly about my kind of buying behaviour. I get really excited about something because, yeah, you know, it's cool technology. It looks fantastic. I go, I really want to buy that, and now mm. I need a justification as to why it's a good decision. Yeah, right. If everyone else says it's okay, then it must be okay. So I must be making the right decision. Now that I say that loud, that's actually quite. It sounds pretty shallow and pretty sad. Yeah. But you are, <laughs> a, you know, definitely a sad bastard. Yeah. So. But I'm being honest here. Yeah. That's good, Trevor. What do you? What, why do you read reviews? And if you say highbrow and just for the just for the text and you don't look at the pictures, I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> Yes. No, it's just for the pictures. It is just for the pictures. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I read reviews much less now than I used to because of... Because Katie caught you, right? Yeah, and she was like, why aren't you looking at porn like most normal men? <laughs> like a normal sad bastard. <laughs> Did she go crying? <laughs> so I I think I've, I went through a stage where, you know, I read a whole bunch of reviews and, and I kind of realized that it was actually really rare to find anything negative in a review. So they're written for John, basically. Yeah, look, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, part of it is that too. You know, I say that, you know, with the Line Magnetic Amp I bought, I was much more comfortable buying it after I'd read reviews. And the reviews were very positive. Just just to be clear on that, you've 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 never bought something that you've read a negative review about? Uh, well, I don't think I've ever read a negative review about anything. <laughs> really? When have you ever read a bad review? Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's part of the problem. That's why I kind of go off, have gone off reviews a bit. What what I mm. probably pay more attention to or give more weight to is what people on forums say, people who I believe and hope are individuals who are kind of just presenting their own biased opinions as opposed to, advertising or funding or whatever that that professional reviews might get i'm not saying they do so so hold on let's just let's just before we get on to that would you say that reviews done through mainstream media when you get a bit of kit sent to reviewer stereophile johnny darko three sad bastards three sad <laughs> we haven't done yeah. any yet but we will one day um do you think do you think that the onus of there's no payment, right? Because it's a, it's indirect through advertising, but but you still got to access the gear. So, do you think that there's this real pressure just to put positive reviews out there? Because that that would just that would just undermine your brand, right? I can't speak for you know how individual reviewers operate, but whether it's there or not, there's a perception definitely. If you, so there's, if you... there's okay, I think it's Six Moons actually just declares this financial interest straight six, up, right? Six Moons are really interesting because. They, um, quite apart from having some of the most flowery prose I've ever read on the planet, but the, um, each review, <laughs> the reviewer states their equipment and states their financial interests. And also Six Moons have put out an article yeah. where they explicitly said, we will not review your equipment unless you advertise with us. And here are the reasons why. They're completely upfront about and it. And they're fr- upfront about it. They actually state, we are paid by the people who advertise. So there you go, right? There you go. Now, whether you... 
think that eliminates the conflict of interest or not, I don't know. But you've got to at least admire them for being upfront about it. After some deliberation, I'm actually not that clear whether I have an issue with the reviews in general, other than the fact that their content generally is overtly superlative. 99.999% of reviews don't have hardly anything bad to say. You know, part of the argument could be that if something gets to the stage of where it's good enough to be reviewed, it's unlikely to be terrible. There's, there's a bit of selection bias there anyway. You know, and if it's not, if someone doesn't like it, it's more likely to be a matter of taste than anything else. But Although once we get to measurements, that could be a completely yeah, different Yeah, I think measurements are different. That's objective. We've just looked, look, we've seriously just talked about, um, you know, what, why do we read reviews and who are they for and hidden agendas. But there's one thing about reviews that just hit me over the head every single time. And everything's awesome. Everything's in caps. Everything is, I don't believe that. There's no system. Then you know what, John, you've said this a few times. No one has a monopoly on good. But reviews would would lead us to believe, generally, that if you buy that piece of kit, that your life will be perfect. Well, can I give you an example of a review I found? I've seen Brand X at the Munich show. Can I mention Munich? Yeah. And the Brand X sounds incredible. Heard a system with and without Brand X. The upgrade is amazing. Makes a pair of $10,000 speakers sound more like $100,000 speakers. Makes a $15,000 amp sound more like a $50,000 amp. Hearing the improvement is the most impressive terms I've ever heard in my 50 years of high-end audio enjoyment. Like, to me, that's insane. Well, so, what's insane to me is that if someone has had 50 years of hi-fi enjoyment, they must be at least 65 or 70 years old. You know, their hearing must be rolled off completely. They can't hear above 10K. On what grounds can they, they say anything? They got paid. But yeah. I've, ta I've taken a really extreme example. I've deliberately went for extreme examples there. And this was about, was actually about a power cable, by the way. Right. Well, we're not, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not talking on power cables. No, I'm not making judge on power cable. We're talking about. But, you know, if I, if I were looking to buy a power cable, I would want something that would make my $10,000 system sound like a $100,000 system. I think as you have all these superlatives on the upside, but where's the stuff which goes, you know, didn't like that. Didn't like that bit. So do you think, though, that if the the positives were not put in such superlative language, if they were much more mild, you know... Seriously, you can't get much more mild than that. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, so how do, you, how do you get... I mean, again, we're not talking about measured reviews here. How do you get a good, balanced, subjective review? How, how is can it? Can you? Do you think you what? can? Well... Let's cut to the chase, right? There probably are reviews where people say, you know, this didn't work, this wasn't very good but there are a precious few of them. If you decompose reviews, there's a lot of storytelling at the front. There's setting the scene. This is the gear I'm using. So, okay, that's 60% of the, the review just in terms of context. And then finally, you start getting into the intricacies of the kit. And then finally, you get to listening. If you read the listening views, they are, I did this, I did this, I did this, and I heard this, and I heard this on this particular track. So it's not superlative overtly but there's these review tricks which are just i don't know i get tired of them because they just basically position great 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 negative maybe in the context of comparativeness which is meaningless to you me and everybody else because we don't have those reference pieces of kit 
and then hey lo and behold it's a balanced review but is it because it really it pretends it's balanced but at the end of the day the negatives are refutable or just ignorable because they don't relate but you really relate to the positive aspects the, the positive so, review so aspects. what would you want a review the, you know an ideal review for you what would you want that to would, would, would an want? honest review go down like a lead balloon i feel for reviewers i think they must have a really hard job and I don't think it's as simple as us just bagging them because I don't think it's quite yeah. as clear. But on the other hand, I think, for God's sake, reviewers, if you just find your review just being superlative all over the place, then just balance it with some comparative analysis. Your comment about objective reviews being irrefutable, I think that's not the case, actually. I think everyone talks to their own audience. So people who read objective reviews and see bad measurements of gear that they like will excuse or, or discount the measurement okay. somehow okay are you saying that the objective and objective measurement camp are not being upfront? you know it's the measurements there's not unless you critique either the measurements themselves or you think their measurements are not but hold on a sec here's here's the argument on those uh, measurement based forums right pick your device measured better in signal to noise or this or this or that whatever right and then based on that there's a there's a recommended or non-recommended status to that and a ranking right and that's no problem right regardless of cost the ranking is the ranking and I have no problem with that that's just measurement based what's really interesting is the inferred analysis that says we are number one or number two or number three on the particular objectivist measurement ladder ranking and this insinuation that product x is better than product y which scores slightly lower or slightly higher and if i look at that and i go i know for a fact that i've listened to gear that is higher on the ranking but for me there's no way that i would rank according to the measurements so measurements should tell the whole story but i don't think they do because i, I think that's a topic for an entire show. I know but let's talk Possibly. about it right I mean well can, can I give you an example in my case many years ago I was looking to buy a new amplifier is this your journey Johnny I read a lot and I thought class D that is the future linear super cool so I found a website which showed all the specs of every class D amplifier available at that stage and this was back in 2008 this is real confessional time, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, this is confessional. Yeah. You know something I'm, very I'm, put, I'm putting it out there for a listener. No, no, I appreciate your honesty, Tom. I, yeah. do. I know this is hard for you to talk about. I've been waiting a long time for this confession. <laughs> uh, so. If I cry, you, you know, if you laugh, I'll fucking kill you. Um, and I went through can all I the reviews. Can I cry and laugh at the same time? You can. I, I am. I went through all the reviews and went, you know, all those Class D amplifiers, they have exactly the same signal-to-noise ratios. They're absolutely flat frequency responses. Other than cases, there's no difference between them. So I went, what is the second cheapest amplifier price per kilowatt? Because I didn't want to be the cheapest because that's just being a cheap ass. So I went for the second cheapest. And I bought it with thinking, measurements tell me everything I need to know. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. I guess what I'm trying to point out here is there's the objectivist perspective, which I am in that bucket, no doubt but not all measurements are made equal. So some ones say flat frequency response, et cetera, doesn't capture the whole problem. I did um, sell an amplifier, by the way. To some sucker. 
<laughs> I, I, seriously, though, I thought I was on a winner there. Second cheapest price per kilowatt. What could go wrong, right? I mean, no, got... my, my point was the measurements were wrong. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we're going down the path of measurements here, which, as I said, is a, possibly a different topic. But the, there are objective measurements that will show you quite clearly why your amp that you ended up selling didn't sound as good. Well, why, why didn't you tell me this when I bought it, Trev? Because I hadn't read those reviews. I read both sets of reviews, an objectivist and a subjective one. The, the thing which won me over that was a table I saw, which had, had price per kilo. <laughs> What's the point of reviews? Let's go back to that topic. To me, part of why I like reading reviews, or I have liked reading reviews in the past, is to find out about gear, to find out about new gear, and in some cases to find out about gear that I would never buy. I love reading about the, you know, the most ridiculously priced Magicos or the, or the Dan D'Agostino amps that cost... 70 grand each mm. you know stuff that i could never buy so is that, um, it's, it's aspirational basically part of it's aspirational part of it's to be honest is entertainment actually I, I did a bit of fun research before this show and i've got a quiz for you so this is a quiz i found a website that, that does some kind of fake over the top hi-fi reviews and then i found a real one so you're, you've got to uh, tell me which one is the real one which okay. one's the fake let's one. let's do it yeah, cool Spot the real audio review. I doubt anyone who did would fault the thing for its stupendous sonics. Rather, the experienced listener would recognize that here you are getting SET type immediacy and a potent dose of timbral wetness with the kind of dynamic excitement and beat fixation that are often mutually exclusive. Tell me that's a fake review. That's, one. that's a fake review. That's right. got to be fake. And then, um, compared to? Distributed around my listening room, the effects were striking. Rich baked lows and biscuity treble regions <laughs> favoured with an oxidised detail that uncovers the X's expansive yet peppery tang. Great <laughs> notes of hazelnut solidify the experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't they're both fake seriously <laughs> that they're last both one. fake oh my god oh my god peppery goodness oh my god so you can't tell one of them is fake one of the, one of them is actually fake not one, both of them one of them is fake the okay. second one has to be fake the second one of them was fake the first one oh. was from six moons Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so temporal witness. <laughs> As I said, and oh, I and, and I love I love reading Six Moons reviews, <laughs> but when I say love, I I should say in isolation by myself. Oh my goodness! That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank the, you. The uh... fake one. The fake one is funny. Oh my god! All these reviewers are out there going, "I oh, know the secrets out." <laughs> Well, what I would like to see is <laughs> some sort of correlation which says this me measurement is about bass slam. This is about resolution in voices because, yeah, they should be able to do that. So, therefore, you should be able to put contextualise a me measurement and say this one will give you an idea about this characteristic of your sound. That, that's what's important to me. I know. That's the holy grail, Johnny. So I think, in a way, people self-select what they read you know if someone's not interested in measurements they're not going to read that stuff you you're drawn to the things that you like to read and the confirmation bias hear. confirmation bias yeah, yeah. Well, honestly uh, at the end of the day 
I'm not going to complain. I've read so many reviews. I discount some, I keep others, but at the end of the day, I make my own decisions. Generally, I go, that box looks really cool. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care what it <laughs> sounds like or what anyone else thinks it sounds like. Most of the time, I think, John, you get it wrong, but that's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy. But at the end of the day, reviews, they tell a story, and I think sometimes the story is nothing more than just a story to get interest, to get traction, to get clicks, to potentially then buy product. Well, let's let's put an invitation out there to all the audio uh, manufacturers out there in the world who listen to this podcast. Send us your equipment to review. So and we'll give an honest, we'll give an honest what we think of approach. And one of our listeners may or may not buy your equipment. So by honest, you mean if we don't like it, we'll say we <laughs> love right. it. And if we love it, we'll say we'll so, like okay, it. Hold on, hold on, John. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's be really clear. We would basically say that we have no agenda. We have no affiliation. In fact, I think we can say this with hand on right? <laughs> we, we can safely say that, yes. We have no um, sponsorship. We have no sponsorship, right? But at the end of the day, if you want us to really say what we really, really think, we, we will, at no risk to you, tell your reviewers, tell your manufacturers, and come onto the show because we've got nothing better to do. What are we going to talk about next time? Hi-fi porn. What is sad bastardry without porn? Is that is that really what we're going to talk about? Seriously? Yeah, high five porn. Yeah, I'd love to talk about high five porn. Um, all yeah. right, so we're pretty much at the end of it. So next week we're going to talk about high five porn. Um, God knows where that'll end up because I think it's just going to be right for marital disharmony. But that's okay. See, See you next, next, next week. Yeah, I love doing that. I love reading about. I love high five porn. Now I've seen that John can edit that in, that's a problem. That's <laughs> a real problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> Hi-Fi Hub. <laughs> <laughs>